Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. Mike and Micah back with you today. Uh, we dropped two episodes yesterday. Make sure you go listen to that. Uh, we did a college football recap and we also did a divisional round recap. So just make sure you go check that out at the Legendary Sports Network podcast feed. You can get it on all platforms. We're available basically everywhere. But Micah, we're here today to talk about the conference championships. It's that time in the NFL. We're getting close to the Super Bowl, and we have four teams left. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Tennessee Titans, the Green Bay Packers, and the San Francisco 49ers. Three out of those four teams are no surprise. They were pretty good teams throughout the year. Uh, three out of those four teams all had buys. There's one team, though, that was able to sneak by, and that is the t- – not even sneak by. They dominated the Ravens. They – uh, made it to the conference finals, and that is the Tennessee Titans. And that will be the game we're going to start with. The Chiefs and the Titans, the early game on Sunday. Kansas City currently is favored by seven. Um, they played earlier this season. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' first game back, uh, first game back from, from injury. The Titans did win 35-32 uh, in a shootout. I remember the game where Ryan Tannehill led a last-second drive for the Titans to win the game. Patrick Mahomes had his personal best game of the season going 36 for 50 with 446 and three touchdowns and Ryan Tannehill 13 for 19, 181 and two touchdowns. And of course, Derrick Henry, the beast, 23 carries 188 yards and two touchdowns. So these teams have played this season and the Tennessee Titans won. Micah, do you see it going a different way this Sunday? Yeah, man. Um, I definitely see it going another way. Um, and I mean, just to be blunt about it, I think the Chiefs will be able to beat them. Um, now, how this will happen? Um, well, first of all, they're gonna have to focus their energy, their their livelihood, their their entire defense on Derrick Henry. Everything is gonna have to predicate on the idea that Derrick Henry is gonna get at least thirty touches. Now, the thing that is a little concerning about that is when you focus too much on Derrick Henry, naturally you start getting a lot of play action calls. They have. Uh, <clears throat> they have A.J. Brown, who's absolutely killing it in the play-action game. They have other receivers that have been stepping up. Um, and then what's different, really, from what I've seen in the last couple of weeks, uh, especially with the teams the Titans have played, um, yes, they have tried to stack the box and things like that, and they've been susceptible to, um, to the play-action. But I think the Chiefs are – I don't know how to say this. I think they're, they're, they're front, they're, their defense is – average enough to where they're not going to rely too much on one like one facet of the defense to really carry the load so and it definitely helps when you have a guy like the honey badger who's really he's playing basically your your box linebacker role as as a as a free almost he's really ranging the field right now um and i think that helps a lot just because he's gonna i don't think he's susceptible uh to the play action game as other DBs may have been in this playoffs. I've seen them do a lot of great work in the play action and really covering all types of reads. So I think without a doubt, man, I think you have to throw a man cover one at them. And I think you have to hope Ryan Tannehill beats you by the air. And I don't think that happens. Um, the Chiefs on offense is going to be a little interesting uh, what they have to do. They did have a good output in the game that they lost earlier in the season. And I think they continue to build on that. Um, it took Ryan Tannehill to lead them down the field to really beat them. But I think the Chiefs are going to be able to suppress what they um, suppress the defensive woes. And I think Pat Mahomes builds off what he did last week. Um, I don't see them being in a 21-0 deficit. And if they were, we see that Patrick Mahomes can bring them back. But um, I don't think they're going to be in that point. I think the Chiefs will be able to relatively control the game. But the biggest thing is they can't let Derrick Henry start to gash them. 
Because when that happens, the defense is going to start getting tired and it's just starting to get lazy. And then they're going to be really susceptible to the play-action pass game. But um, if you can keep everything in control and you can hold Derrick Henry, to, he's going to get his touches. But if you can hold him down to not getting like 160-plus yards, if you can get him to like 110 or 120, I think his I think his impact is significantly lessened. So, hey, if, if the Chiefs can really hold everything together and things like that, I think they're on their way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, with this game, Micah, I think this is a, a complete and absolute blowout from the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, I had Kansas City going to the Super Bowl and winning it for me in our previous spot. I said I had him as my overall champion. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes' first game back was against uh, was against the Tennessee Titans, and they lost 35-32. to And to, statistically, that was Patrick Mahomes' best game, actually, where he had three touchdowns. But it just seemed like he was still getting back in the groove. He could still hit another stride. He could still hit another level. I think the way that the Chiefs are playing, and especially after they came back last week, I just don't think the Titans are going to be able to keep up and score with um, with the Chiefs. The Chiefs aren't a team, unlike the Ravens, where they have to keep going at 10, 15, 20 plays at a time. The Chiefs can do it 30, 40, 50 and score real quick. So they don't care how long the Titans possess the ball because they can give it right back to the Titans in 20, 30 seconds the way that sometimes their offense is able to run. I expect Tyreek Hill to have a big game. I expect Travis Kelsey uh, to have a big game. And I think out of the out of the backfield, Shady is going to Shady's gonna be pretty good too uh, out of the backfield. I just think everybody, everything's going to click for them and the Chiefs are going to roll. I said last week uh, 10 points was probably a little bit too much for the Ravens and Titans just because they were both time of time of possession type uh, teams and it takes a little bit longer off the clock so I don't think that there could be a blowout even though Tennessee ended up winning by 10 more in this situation I think seven is way too low I think they have an ability to go ahead and produce and put up 28 35 40 42 points even uh, and do it comfortably the way that the offense has has looked they got down early but it wasn't their fault it wasn't it was a block punt and it was a muffed uh, a muffed uh, pump return. So I don't think they find themselves down in a hole again. I think they are no longer rusty and just hit the ground running immediately from immediately from uh, game start. And I think it's going to be uh, a fast-paced and fun game. The Titans, on the other hand, I mean, they've had a good season, but if they're going to win this game, it can't just be Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill has to be able to make the plays. He has to be able to produce at a high level like he did uh, similarly against the Chiefs when they faced earlier this year. He led the drive to win the game for them. He gave him that touchdown drive, so he needs to be at that level because people like A.J. Brown have to be able to get in the game just so Derrick Henry doesn't have to face that stacked box look. And I think he's going to get it, and if Ryan Tannehill can help expose it, I think he'll make it a competitive and close game. But I'm not expecting that. I'm not expect- expecting Ryan Tannehill to put out that type of production, so I think that the Chiefs roll in this game, and it's not really it's not really a game by the third quarter. Moving on to the Packers versus the 49ers. This is a matchup that we also saw earlier this year. 38 to 7. The 49ers completely dominated the Packers. Um we saw that we saw that Aaron Rodgers had his worst game, his worst output of the season in this game, and he only had 104 yards, 20 for 33 and one touchdown. Jimmy G, on the other hand, was 14 for 20, 253, and two touchdowns. And obviously, the great tight end, George Kittle, was 6 for 129 with one TD. So, 
I think that it's a different Packers team, and I think they, they've learned and grown from that experience they had against the 49ers. But, Micah, what are your thoughts on this game, and who do you have winning? Yeah, man. Um, I guess really just to, to cite that game first that happened earlier in the season, um, it was a very different Packers team, albeit they were 8-3 and three at the time. Um, it, it was it was a very, very different team that we're seeing now. Um and it really it's the production of Aaron Jones that's really the difference here. Uh, it was an ugly game for Aaron Rodgers. He completed a decent amount. And, yes, uh, he did have – I think he lost the ball at one point in that game. He uh, had a fumble. Um, and that stuff hurts. And that defense was really, uh, really, really you know, playing great and everything. They were shut out for the entire first half. Um, but I don't know if that happens this time. For some strange reason, I feel like this is going to be a lot closer of a game than uh, first time around. Um, I think the involvement of Aaron Jones is a big, big part of what the Packers have been doing and a big part of why they've been so successful. And not just that, but guys like Devontae Adams, who only had 43 yards in the first matchup, are prime to eat. Yes, he had a touchdown, but they were doing a lot of good things to suppress that offense. Um, and, yes, George Kittle is probably going to have a, uh, a similar like statistical output as he will um, and things like that. But I like how the, I like how the Packers' rush has been playing. I like the ideas of Darius Smith and Preston Smith being at the top of their game at this point of the season. I like the fact that Aaron Rodgers, yes, he's winning dirty, but he's limiting the mistakes he's making. And I don't be remiss to not mention Aaron Jones again because he's been probably the most important player, offensive player, on that team this year. Um, and, yes, it is a, t- a little bit of a toss-up. The San Francisco 49 is going to do what they do. They want to play great, great defense. Their front seven is going to be absolutely swarming to the ball, and they're going to get their sacks. That's what they do. The problem is... I don't know if George Kittle enough is going to be, you know, I don't know if that's going to be enough to really uh, supplement what the 49ers are going to do on offense. Um, It's going to take another good performance from guys like Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert to really keep this going. Um, Man, this really is a talk. I'm having a tough time kind of just like thinking about this and thinking who's going to win. But honestly, the way things are trending right now, I might have to go the Packers. Um, yeah, uh, I just I just feel like Aaron Rodgers, man. I think this is his time like, once again. Um, and it's not anything to say about the San Francisco Forty Nine ers. They've been the most impressive, one of the more impressive teams this playoff, without a doubt. And the way they've been winning and the style they've been winning is really, really impressive. But something about Aaron Rodgers, man, being where he's from, being from. Being back in NorCal, being in a place like San Francisco where he wanted to go back when they drafted Alex Smith ahead of him, um, it's a storybook kind of way to kind of go back to the championship. So if if I can, you know, if I can add to the football lore and add a nice little NFL film spin to it, man, I'm going to have to go Aaron Rodgers. But it's a really, really, like, I, I didn't even want to kind of say it. I'm like, I'm like 50-50 split right now. Uh, honestly, if the 49ers do win, it's probably more expected and a lot of people are probably expecting them to win. But I think the Packers – really should not be overlooked in this. Um, If they do win, they'll have to play a complete game. But I think the Packers have that in them, man. It's something about it. I, I just feel it. So I'm going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers winning this game. So I was coming into this game fully prepared to pick up, uh, pick the Packers to win this game. But then I had to go back and look, and I saw that the game was in week 11 or 12. And that totally changed the way that I, I was going to pick this game. I believe that the fact that um, Quan Alexander and D Ford weren't playing in this game changes it for me looking at the Packers and the 49ers. 
the Packers were the Packers were not able to produce, and they didn't have two of their top, I'd say, six defenders start six of their uh, starting defenders in the game. Um, I'm trying to figure out where the Packers can exploit the 49ers. I haven't found that place yet. I mean, because they're a team now that wants to run the ball first, and it opens the passing lanes for Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers can be that guy that can just pass for 40 times, but if you have a Richard Sermon who's being who's trailing Devontae Adams, then where exactly are you exploiting? Is it a Lazard that's going to be able to step up? Or Williams, like Jimmy Graham, maybe, as your tight end, who had a pretty good game against the Seahawks. So you, I don't know where they're going to be able to attack the 49ers because running the ball, you're not running on Bosa, you're not running on uh, Ford, you're not running on Solomon Thomas, you're not running on Quan Alexander. And on def- um, passing the ball, you're not going to be able to throw on Richard Sherman. So they have to be able to find the matchup that they can exploit. And I just don't know what that matchup is. So I, I think I have to roll with um, the 49ers. Uh, Jimmy G is going to have to step up and is, can't just be the run game. Uh, I think in the conference champion, conference championship, one-dimensionality is not really going to work, whether that's the Titans and the 49ers. So I think Jimmy G has to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, I, I do believe he will. And he's going to be able to get it done, and that's what's going to lead the 49ers to victory, uh, to victory this weekend, and they find themselves in the Super Bowl. So, Micah, you're picking the 49ers, you're picking the Packers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I am picking the 49ers and the the 49ers and the Chiefs. That's going to wrap up this episode. Make sure you check make sure you're subscribed to legendary sports network and you check our podcast feed we have a whole bunch of episodes up there we'll be back sunday night to recap all that's gone on in uh the conference championships uh mike and i will be and tomorrow we will be doing our power rankings we've been shaking up uh the top 10 after some good good victories and some good upset victories over the past week i know our washington wizards were able to get something done and uh almost beat the Denver nuggets but We'll have a pod on them on Friday, too, so make sure you stay tuned for that. But for Mike and Micah, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.